0: All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk, fellas. How are we doing tonight?
1: We're doing good. Good, thanks.
0: <laughs> so, like like last episode, we talked about we're gonna bring in uh, some more MLB talk. But before we get to that, we're gonna first look at um, something that's more relevant. We're gonna look at uh, you know some college basketball here. But to start off each episode, we're gonna give uh, top five. So it could be top five anything related to sports. Um, in the past, you know, we we went over top five. Uh, Fourth of July foods, top five Thanksgiving foods. But today we're going to start, um, because it is uh, close to March Madness, we're going to give our top five college basketball players. Sporty's going to start. uh, He has the all-time list. Uh, Hadley's going to go with the current basketball players, and I'm going to go uh, top five players since the 2000s. So, Sporty, we're going to start with you. Give me your top five college basketball players of all time.
1: All right, I just named top five here. Uh, Number one. Lou Alsender. All right. Uh, he played for UCLA. He won uh, three national championships and he played from 66 to 69. Uh, one uh one key fact was uh he was 72, okay?
0: <laughs> sport is Sport it sounds like uh it sounds like you're giving a uh, presentation
1: for uh... <laughs> But uh, key fact was uh, there were no dunks during uh, during his years. But there was no, like a no dunk rule. Oh, okay. I,
0: I mean, hey, that's 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 a that's an interesting uh, trivia fact there. So I'll give you props to that. I'll give it
1: to you. I'll give it to it. Guys,
0: all right, go ahead with the next one.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll go with the uh, David Thompson Wolfpack. All right, uh, he was a three-time All-American. Uh, next one good old Bill Walton.
0: Oh, Okay, before before you give a description on him, first of all, you know what? Sometimes, you know, he does have some interesting takes on his uh, broadcasting, but, dude, sometimes, you know what? They just gotta hit the mute button on him. I mean, I... Kevin? Yes, Hadley?
2: I, I hate him. <laughs> he is just... Whenever you get Bill Walton, you're like, oh, here we go. We're about to listen to the most annoying freaking recording I've ever heard in my life.
0: I mean, dude, it, it, it's tough to watch the game and and have fun in watching the game. I mean, it is p- Pac-12 basketball that he's, you know, commentating on, but uh, um, it's it's tough because he just starts going off on this long tangent, and you're like, dude, like, can we just stay on basketball here? Like, some of his takes are – Yeah. I mean, some of the stuff he does on camera, you know, it, it is c- kind of bizarre and right. yet funny at sometimes, but, dude, he needs to just shut up he, at some point. Yeah,
2: he, he needs to move on and have a podcast. Uh, you know what – take after us yes bill walton on ESPN bill
0: Walton needs to if he likes to hear himself talk and he wants to you know tell the world about everything uh yeah do that on a podcast um, yeah
1: you can hop on chalk talk if you want bill yeah let us
0: know hop on a podcast and um then you can you know talk everybody's ear off but when we're watching a game espn especially at 11 o'clock at night
1: yeah, I'm that's watching. what I'm saying.
2: That's I, it's not two o'clock, Kev. It's not. It's not anything. You know, middle of the day, we're having a good time. Right. It's when you are ready for bed, and he just he dozes you off even
0: more. I I feel bad for the people out west. You know what yeah. I mean? Because they're not Same. watching the game at eleven o'clock. I mean, that's that's like prime time for them. So yeah. I mean, it's it's a rough one. Sorry, sport. Go ahead. Go back back to the list here. Bill. He, he, hey, you know what? That's a great pick to have him in the top five. Um, not to take away from that, but uh, go ahead with number four.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, do my little Oh yeah, good with, yeah,
0: give your spiel uh, Bill on him. Walton. give your spiel.
1: Little little uh one minute spiel on Bill Walton. All right, go ahead. Uh Bill Walton, like I said, he was at UCLA Bruin from uh interesting fact, he was uh three years in a row he was college player of the year. From nineteen seventy two to nineteen seventy
0: four. I mean heck, that'll put you in, you know, as, as the grades if you're you know, dominating when you're in college there. So all right, num- number five. Or number what uh, number four? Number four, sorry. We're on
1: four. We're on four. Four, four comes before five. Here. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, another build. We got Bill Russell. Yep. He played for San Francisco in college. Okay. And, and he was a twelve-time All-Star for the uh, Celtics.
0: Yep. I mean, heck, he he won in college and he won in the pros.
1: Yep. And by my, my last. Uh, number five here to round out my round out my the top five in Sporty J's prediction of all time greats of college basketball.
0: All right, just spit uh, it out here.
1: <laughs> Pete Maravich.
0: Pete Maravich. Pistol
1: right. Pete.
0: Pistol Pete, baby.
1: Pistol Pete. Good old, good old Tiger.
0: Yep. Go Tigers.
2: <laughs> Speaking of Tiger, we're praying for you, buddy.
0: Yep. Hey, you know, shout out to all the golfers that wore red. That was yeah, that. That's mad respect. So I, that was. But he's okay. That that was that was great to see. So,
1: I'm I'm still saying prayers for uh, Tiger Woods. So. Yep.
0: All righty, Hadley, go ahead. Jump on, on, on jump on your top five. So Hally's gonna hold give us. Sp- I, I I I oh, he has a spiel. Oh goodness. All right, here we go. Go Watch your Pete Maravich spiel. All
1: right, last spiel here. Uh, he was all time leading scorer, Division One history. Uh, points were three thousand six hundred sixty seven. Uh, and uh, this was before the shot clock at three point, um, like was implemented, right? Right. And, you know, and uh, that, and also the last back repeat, his average points per game were forty four.
0: Okay, I mean that 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 is that's that's impressive. I, A that's something we, we, we you know never probably see again from somebody. Um, like that's just that's insane. I mean, first of all. If somebody's averaging 40 a game, they're a one and done. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to stick yeah. around for... So, I, it's something that, like... Somebody's college basketball records, like, you know, Christian Leitner. Um, you know, he has so many NCAA tournament records that you're just not going to see that, you know, streak or record get broke. Because, you know, if you're winning a championship or two, you're probably a top dog and you're going to go to the NBA. Like, nobody's going to stay four years and be successful all four years. So, um, that, that is an interesting fact. I like that 40. So, uh, huh, that, that was before the three-point. Dude, I couldn't even imagine putting up 40 points a game without the three-point line.
1: No, it was 44.
0: Or 40, yeah, but still, 44 um, without the three-point line. That's, that, that's absurd. So, um, we'll have to give, uh, we'll have to call this new segment. Top five or first five minutes of the top five for Sporty because that was that was a spiel of <laughs> of, uh, of insight from Sporty. So, all right, Hallie, now go ahead.
2: Okay, I'm gonna have very short spiels.
1: Yeah, short spiels.
2: <laughs> okay, so number one, keep in mind, everyone that's listening out there, this is not my mock draft. Okay, this is not <laughs> who I think is the five best potential NBA players, this is the five best college players. So, that being said. I'm going to put Luca Garza at number one. He's the best big man in the nation. Mm-hmm. He's dominated points per game, rebounds per game. They're winning ball games. He's the best player in the nation right now. I don't think that's very disputable. Number two, I've had trouble saying your name for the past two years, but I am <laughs> so high on you, it's ridiculous. Io new. I think that's how you say your name. Yep, You're a great player. Uh, him and Kofi Cockburn are he wants to change his name now because it sounds like Cockburn. <laughs> he's he's a great player. I think he's the second best in the in the whole uh, nation. He's averaging over twenty a game uh, on an amazing alumni team. So that's my number two.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Number three, he's not putting up quite the numbers to be the number three player in the in the uh, country, but in my eyes, on Gonzaga, I'm going Jalen Suggs. Oh, okay. I still think that he's the best player on that team, and I think he's the most important player. Of that team. He's not putting up the most points per game, but I think he's the best player on that team. Yep, therefore, going to give him the number three. Cade Cunningham is my number four.
1: Good this
2: guy's—he's a, st- a number one pick in the NBA. He's playing for a team that's not very good. They're not ranked, but he is golf out. He just upset Oklahoma practically by himself. He's incredible. My number five. I'm going to go with Jared Butler from Baylor. Lights out shooter, great guard, big guard. Love watching him play. Baylor just lost for the first time, but they're still easily a contender. Jared Butler's number five, and that rounds up my top five. Kevin, all right, the all right.
0: Uh, hey, you know what? You were talking about Oklahoma State. I have them. I'm going to have them probably right around the five to six range in my latest bracketology because they are they're soaring at the right time and they are. The they're they're a tough team to beat. And they got an, they got a rematch with Oklahoma here, so they just beat them on Saturday, but they got to they got to come back and do it again. So um, I think they will. Hey, can we give a can we give a sixth man? Can we give that to uh, Justin Champagny on your top five? Is that fair to say? Yes, yeah, sure. why not? I mean,
1: Justin Champagne, welcome to the honorable
2: mention.
0: <laughs> I mean, heck, he's putting up some some impressive numbers in the ACC. So yeah,
2: he's doing well. I'll I'll, I'll let it slide.
0: All right, we'll let it slide. All right. So all right. Top five uh, since the 2000s. Give me the big guy, Anthony Davis, you know, all around stud. Led the uh, Kentucky Wildcats to a title. And, you know, while we're talking about Kentucky, we'll just, we'll keep, we'll give it to his teammate, John Wall. Those two, that duo is probably one of the most, you know, they were the most dominating duo in college basketball history. Yeah. I mean, granted, it wasn't for long. Um, If it would have been for four years, it would have been. Very tough to beat that duo, um, but at the same time, you know they, they they did their they you know they put in their time, um, and now do you
1: mind if I make a comment
2: about John Wall? Go ahead. Before John Wall, i mean, well. No, for Hadley Alleran, before there was Steph Curry, there was John Wall. Yep, watching and play is. Other than Steph Curry, he's the most fun player I've ever watched play when he was healthy and in his prime.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, he's yeah.
2: incredible. Definitely deserves to at least be an honorable mention on that at least I'm glad he is. Right.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna switch gears here with another uh, blue blood of college basketball. I'm gonna go with JJ Redick. Three point shooter galore. I mean, he was a yep. he's a sniper. I mean, heck, he's still tearing it up. He what? He's probably in his late 30s now. He's still tearing up in the in the NBA. So. Um, Shout out to JJ Redick, uh, top five here. So, uh, sticking with the Blue Devils, I'm gonna give it to Zion. You know, again, player that wasn't there, you know, too long, um, but he's just electric. You know, everybody wanted to see him, check him out. Um, unfortunately, he didn't lead, like lead the Duke Blue Devils, yeah, the Duke Blue Devils, geez, to a national championship, but um, he was tearing it up for them, and and look at him now. He's he's putting up. I forget how many straight games he's put up, uh, what, 20 or more, which is, which is pretty impressive. So, uh, he's getting it done for the Pelicans. And then, uh, number five here, or whatever, this is just in my top five, Kevin Durant, um, you know, top score for Texas. And that easily transitioned into the NBA as he's considered a top five, if not top three player today. Um, and then to round off, uh, you know, honorable mention here. Got to give it to Kemba, his uh, remarkable run with the with the Huskies. Frank Comit- Frank Kaminsky, uh, with the with the Badgers, and Steph Curry. I mean, that Steph Curry's run with, with Davidson is is got to be one of the most impressive things from a from a mid major that you'll ever see uh, in the NCAA tournament. Um, while I was coming up with this list, it, I don't know why two names popped in my head, but not that they're in my top five or honorable mention, but Jimmer Fredette and Adam Morrison. <laughs> I don't know why those two <laughs> popped up. Um, I don't know if they just, you know, they, they lights out scores or, or what it was. If they came from, you know, I mean, Adam Morrison, he he went to Gonzaga. I mean, he he was kind of the guy that started it all off for for Gonzaga. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to say if it wasn't for you know that team's success. They wouldn't be where they're at today because obviously their coaches does a phenomenal job. But Adam Morrison is a guy that you know from from the early days. If you talked to Gonzaga, he'd be he'd be somebody that uh, you know was was mentioned. So, and then obviously Jimmer Fredette leading BYU. He's oh you know I would, I would love to see this JJ Redick versus uh, Jimmer Fredette in a three point shootout in their in their prime. Yeah, that'd be pretty impressive. So. All right, so that, that rounds off the uh, College Basketball Top 5. Um, we'll be back uh, with March Madness here later on in the podcast, but we did say we we're going to mention um, and talk about some MLB. So we're going to first look at uh, five players, five uh, free agents, or not free agents, but five guys who switched teams uh, this past offseason. Uh, we got Lindor going to the Mets, Bauer to the Dodgers, Aaron Otto to the Cardinals, Peterson to the Cubs, and Josh Bell to the Nationals. Fellas, all right, Halley. I'll let you first start off with Lindor and give your little spiel on the Mets. So, um, what does Lindor bring to the Mets, and how far, you know, can can the Mets go this this season?
2: Two words, two syllables. Look out. (laughs) (laughs) Defense was a problem last year, Um, you know, and he really heals that that positional need right there at shortstop I think Ahmed Rosario who is who he traded to the Indians to get Lindor was an up-and-coming player and he could, he could be a really really good player with the Indians it's not like we like for sure won this trade,
1: mm-hmm. um
2: but Lindor for the time being and for the next probably 10 years is going to be a top five shortstop in the MLB he may be top one um in in my eyes uh, so I think it was a great trade. I think it needed to happen. I'm so glad it did. I think that's, you know, a great bat at the top of the order, offers speed, great, like I said, defensive abilities. I think the team is so well in, so well rounded out right now. Uh, we'll get into the next guy and how he impacted what the team looks like a little bit uh, when we get to Trevor Bauer, but right. Uh, I think I think that this Mets team, even though I pre- I predicted them to go to the World Series last year and that that didn't work out, I think they went 27 and 33, something along those lines. <laughs> uh, this year they have a real shot, and I think there's a lot of people that are starting to agree with me on it.
0: No, yeah, I think uh, I think they're one of the tops, at least odds wise, to to make it to the World Series, if not win it. So, yeah. um, all right, looking at looking at actually sporty. We'll uh we'll let you pick from the from these top five guys here. Who do you think is gonna be the most or make the most impact uh, for their new team? Between Lindor, Bauer, Arenado, Peterson, and Bell.
1: Uh <clears throat> I think uh Arenado's I'm gonna go
0: with Arenado. Okay. Any any uh you gonna elaborate? Or is that yeah, just uh, the one-word wait, answer? Arenado, bucket, yeah. hammer it. Cardinals are going to the... <laughs> Cardinals are winning. They're they're going to be on stop with Arenado. Just he's, one he's word. With the, he's Arenado. with the Cardinals, right? Yeah, he's with the Cardinals. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah, that's it, just another uh, weapon to, to add to their lineup. I know, yeah. Uh, I just think that's going to put them over the edge. I, I knew they were always... They were always decent, but... Uh, right. I think that's going to put them over the edge and uh, propel them to maybe have, maybe have a... Uh,
0: Best record in the NL. Oh. Oh, bold bold prediction here.
1: That's a
2: very bold prediction. That's, uh, is that a head scratcher? I guess head- we'll see. Oh,
0: that might be a head scratcher. Uh, you know what? I need to hammer because I'm gonna uh-oh. hammer it. Oh jeez. <laughs> hammer the the Cardinals best record? Jeez, geez. I mean,
1: in the NL. I mean over <laughs> the Dodgers. In the NL over the Dodgers. Yeah.
0: I mean <laughs> I mean it's not it It's not too outrageous It's not too outrageous. I mean Looking at the NL Central, I mean those teams. I mean, I don't Cardinals, Cubs, Brewers. You know they're 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 Pirates. right. I mean, hey. geez, easy. Pirates easy. If they count. Easy. If they even
1: count at this point. Yes. Are they the worst team in in MLB yes. this year? Yes, by far. Top three, top three, easily. Hey, top. Over under Pirates wins.
0: Jeez, <laughs> oh, I um, say
1: thirty
0: eight. Uh, I'm gonna take the over. Wow, I would hope to God they get over thirty eight wins.
2: Sporty, there's 160 games you <laughs> coach right I now. I understand that they're, they're that bad. Jeez. I'm going to say they get 50 wins. I was
0: going to say, set the over under at 50, and I'll, I'll 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 be toying with the over here. I'll take the over because, yeah. you know, life's too short to take, take the I'm under. Down, I'm
1: definitely taking the under yeah. at 50. So
0: Sporty's taking the under at 50. Hadley and I are taking the over at 50. So yeah. take what you want there with, with that, with that insight.
2: Baseball's a weird game, man. Anyone can win any day.
0: It is. I mean, but coming back to Arenado, I mean, the Cardinals, you know, I don't – there's not really some like a team that stands out in the NL Central between the, the Cubs, the Cardinals and the and the Brewers. So I mean, heck, even the Reds, I mean, they could they could push to right to to run that division. So I mean Amen. it's it's doables. I mean, the Cardinals, they could they could get hot. I mean, anything's possible with the NL Central. So um all right, so back to back to the Dodgers here. Uh, Trevor Bauer, I think, you know, out of all these guys, he's I think he's gonna make the have the most impact because um I mean, granted, the Daughters, you know, they're loaded uh, pitching staff and hitting-wise, but, you know, that just adds another utility guy into the rotation and, um, you know, coming off a World Series. I mean, that's that's a huge piece to, to bring on board. And, you know, if they were, you know, if they had any doubt with their pitching rotation, this just, you know, confirms the fact that they're going to be pretty dominant this year. So I think, um, I mean, each guy's going to make, you know, a solid impact for their team because, you know, they're, they're high-profile guys. Um, I would say Lindor probably has another case to make for you know m- have the most impact, um, but I think that uh, Bauer can help the Dodgers even be more dominant. So, um, Ali, do you have any insight with uh, with Bauer here?
2: Yeah, overrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, not not as good a signing as people think. They already have a really really good team. And at the end of the day, the more we watch postseason baseball, the more we're starting to see it It comes down to bullpen a lot of times. Right. Uh, I know we can take these starting pitchers and use them for three, four innings at a time in the middle of games in the postseason. But I think at this point in time, it's you already have great starting pitching. Why do you need more? You could use that money later down the line for something else. Um, So I, I personally think the Dodgers going to get them is kind of a head scratcher. I know it makes them seem like they're even better, but it's really tough to repeat. I just don't see this helping them too much. Now, from the Mets' point of view, I think it would have been a great signing just to add that extra ace with DeGrom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because Stroman's a stud, but we don't know that. Syndergaard can be a stud, but we don't know if he will be. Bauer, you know he's going to be a a stud, I would say. He's a little overrated, but he is a stud. He's a top-ten pitcher in the MLB. Um. So, I mean, adding him would have been huge for us. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw him and Syndergaard's exchange on Twitter, but it was hilarious. Uh, Bauer, essentially, for those who don't know, said yes to the Mets then backed out and said yes to the Dodgers. Syndergaard didn't like it very much. I uh, was joking at him for apologizing to the Mets fans and just donating to their team or something, whatever right. he decided to do as a cop-out. Um, so I will never forgive him for that. I hope he sucks this year and, uh, he is overrated.
0: Um, all right. So, uh, we'll look at, uh, switching gears here on a, on a much lighter note. Speaking about the Dodgers, we have Jock Peterson to the Cubs again. You know, I can see, I can see Peterson being a guy that, you know, provides the offense for, for the Cubs and, you know, helps them make a, make a push for the NL central and, and, and a spot in the playoffs. Um, but being a Pirates fan, I do have to draw my attention to the uh, Josh Bell, uh, you know, move with, with with the with the Nationals here. Um, was I shocked that the Pirates got rid of him? No, because that's just life as a Pirate fan. We get rid of everybody. Um, if, and I, I always think about this: if you take an All Star team of all the people that we that we've dropped since, I'm, I'm even going to say I'll say since 2010. If you took an All Star team of all the people that have played for the Pirates and we've gotten rid of we would probably be one of the best teams in baseball. Yep. And it's not yep. even it's like I, that's not even an exaggeration. Like it is it is insane. Um but I'm not here to, to you know, talk about the Pirates. Um I think Josh Bell, he could be a guy that that, you know, again, provides offense to the Nationals. I mean, you know, he had a, a little little bit of a shaky uh season with with the Buckos. Um but I do think uh he will be appreciated with the nationals. And again, I mean, nationals, Mets, Braves, Phillies, like those four, I mean, it, it's interesting to see how wide open kind of things are, even though we do think, you know, that the Mets and daughters are the, probably going to be the two most could could potentially be the top two teams in, in the NL. It's just, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, X factors that we, you know, are unsure of, um, you know, Phillies. I mean, I, I thought they were gonna make a make a run for, you know, the World Series, but we saw how their season ended. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who separates themselves between the Mets, Phillies, um, Nationals, um, and Braves. Well, no, even
2: the Marlins got, they made the playoffs.
0: I mean, yeah, watch out for. I mean, seriously, it's it's so wide open based off of you know last Padres. year. Padres. Yeah, Padres. It's, yeah. It's insane. It is. It's insane. I mean. And and what's interesting is now I'm looking at this list. We did not talk any uh, AL baseball, but that that that, <laughs> that that can be for that can be for another pod. So yeah, we'll save it. We'll, we'll save it for another pod. Um, sporty being a Pirates fan, were you shocked about uh, the Pirates getting rid of Bell? Uh,
1: no. It it just seems like in the last probably like five years now. It just seems like they've they just been dumping all their you know all their subpar guys and then they go to other teams and what happens when they go to other teams, they always do well. Right. You don't, you don't really hear much. out of them. you may hear, you know, a little bit here and there from the, from the pirates, you know, a subpar guy and then they get traded. Here, here's an instance, Charlie Morton. Yep. where did he get? Where'd he go? He went to Tampa Bay. Was he a big time pitcher for them? He
0: sure was, and now he's with the. Wait, is he still with the Astros now? Am I am I thinking of somebody different now? With
2: the Astros, no, he
0: he was with he was with the Rays. You were correct there, but is he who's he? I
2: want to say he signed with a. Where is he with? Who is he with? Actually, I want to say it's the Padres. He can't hear you.
0: He's either with the Padres or. I
2: think he's the Padres. I,
0: I think he might be the Braves. It is the Braves. Yep, it, I just checked. Yep, it is the Braves. Yep. Okay. Already oh, signed
2: a one-year deal,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So again, yeah, there we go with the Braves. I mean, they could, you know, they, there's another statement that they could make for uh, being the top dog in the NL, in the N.L. East there. Yep. Um, but no, yeah, yeah. Guys like Charlie Morton, uh, Austin Meadows. I mean, Garrett. Tyler Cole, Yeah, Tyler right. that, Glassnow. That's yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Glass now. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, Garrett Cole. I mean, obviously he was a stud for the Pirates. Uh, uh Kutch. Neil Walker, Marte, Marte, Jose Bautista, Jose Bautista was the one that kind of like, I would say he was almost a guy that kind of like started this whole trend of, uh, yeah. you know, playing for the Pirates was you know pretty solid, but then he just you know took off when he went to Toronto. Yeah. Um. Which speaking of Toronto, they're they're going to be watch out for the Blue Jays. That's going to be my uh, Here. watch yeah. out, watch out for the Blue Jays in the AL. That, that that might be my team to come out of the AL this year.
2: That outfield is.
1: You see, insane. Uh, you see, or, uh Vlad Lemire made a statement.
0: No, what what was his statement?
1: Uh, he lo- he lost forty two pounds. Wow,
0: that's forty two pounds. All right.
1: That's, they got George Springer too.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, that was that was the key addition to kind of uh, set them over the top. Uh,
1: yep. With with Vlad.
0: Yeah, Yankees. I can't, I can't hear Adley at all. Oh, oh well, just oh well, I can hear him, so we're, we're good. Um yeah, so we'll go back here with uh we'll switch gears back to basketball. Looking at uh we have a little segment here with start, bench, and cut. So I know Hadley is is pretty excited. Um actually I want to start with Hadley just just to uh kick things off here because we were talking before the pod. Um he mentioned a couple players who he did not want to hear Uh, in this segment so we're going to start off here Hadley Trey Young all right so you got start one bench one cut one Trey Young Ben Simmons Draymond Green
2: okay folks (laughs) I told Kevin do not mention the name Ben Simmons Trey Young Young. okay all right that's fine Ben Simmons Trey Young and Russell Westbrook I said do not say those names we got two of them in the first one um I'm gonna start Draymond Green because he's versatile. Okay. And can do everything, and he's one of my three favorite players. All right. Um, so that's complete bias, but it is what it is. Uh I'm going to sit Trey Young. Okay. Horrible liability on defense. Absolute garbage. <laughs> can't can't defend a garbage can. But can shoot the lights out. Okay. Um, Ben Simmons, about all he can do is run to the hoop and lay it in. Uh, so he's gonna get cut. All right, that is my that is my uh, order right there.
0: All right, so apparently we're having technical difficulties here. So we're gonna, I gotta relay some of this information to Sporty. Sporty, he went start Draymond, bench Trey, and cut Simmons. Sporty, what's your take on these three guys?
1: Simmons, Draymond, and who?
0: And, and Trey Young.
1: Okay, out of other three. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna start. I'm going to start Trey. Okay. Um I'm going to bench Simmons and and cut Draymond. Uh-oh.
0: Uh-oh. So kind of the the reverse aspect here with the Hadley specs. Um yeah, I kind of I kind of agree with Sporty here to to start Trey even though I, I can't stand Trey Young. Um especially Thank this, you. especially this year. I have been watching him more hey, in the Yeah, you're
2: back. All right, there we go. Let's I know I I hung up.
0: At least the audio is back. All right, We're good. Okay. All right, there we go. All right, Hadley's back. Um it's just okay. Trey Young, he he can score and he he's he's a walking assist. So for those reasons I'll 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 start him. Uh, we're going to have to fix his attitude. Um hair. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, yeah. First of all, we're going to fix. Hey, it. we're going fi- to
2: Does your head want to grow up or is it still two years old?
0: We're going to, yeah, we're going to fix his haircut before he fixes attitude because that's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Um, oh, see, this, this last one here is, this is, this is tough. I mean, Simmons, well, they both can't shoot threes. That's, that's a big. Draymond
2: one. has probably hundreds of career threes, though, as opposed to Ben Simmons four.
0: Right, right. I'm saying like right now, right now. Okay. Uh, um, uh, I don't want to see Draymond. Jeez, oh, I don't.
1: I'll give I'll give you my reason.
0: Hold on here. I gotta I gotta process this. All right, give me a reason for starting Simmons over over Draymond.
1: I think overall, I think Simmons is not so much better, but he's more of a team player. Draymond.
2: That's the that's the biggest bogus I've ever heard. Story. <laughs> I let things slide in this. I'm not letting that slide.
1: Draymond is. Draymond is a head case. He's always he's always arguing with the officials. He's always getting cheap fouls. I don't think he's a team player. He's he's in it for himself. You're out of <laughs> your
2: mind. You're out of your mind. No, I'm not. Sporty, the guy plays with, with as much fire as Dennis Rodman. Would you say Dennis Rodman was a team player?
1: Dennis
2: Rodman was a great player, but he wasn't a team. He was, he was a good, he was a good role model player. So he's a role model, but not a team player. How is Dennis Rodman a role model? I mean, his hair was goofy, but he was <laughs> low, hey, have you watched the last dance? He didn't even show up to the games.
1: Hey, he, he grabbed a lot of rebounds. All right.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I'm going to, I'm just going to forget that you ever said it. Kevin, you can go ahead. Um, ultimate head scratcher
0: I'm gonna go see draymond hustles at the same time he's gonna get the team technicals heck he could get a technical when he's on the bench if I you know if he's or
2: when he's talking to his teammate right it happened earlier in the year right so fact, so he's not a team player <sighs> oh
1: man
0: <laughs> um oh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with draymond green for the hustle and we're gonna we'll, we'll, we'll cut Simmons love it. so that that's that's the that's just spill on that. So, um, all right, next one. This is gonna be you know a little bit a little less uh, intense. We got Vucevic, <laughs> Jokic, and Rudy Gobert. Sporty, we'll start with you. We'll start with you, Sporty.
1: Cool, oh, man. This is this is a head scratcher here. Uh, <laughs> Term starting. I'll go with, uh, you know what? I'll go with v- Vucevic starting.
0: Oh, jeez. That's some. Well, that might be some bias to the fantasy team here because we do have Vucevic, so that that could be a little <laughs> bias. All right, who you benching? Uh, joke, joke. All right, that that's okay. That's I was hoping you're gonna say that. And then you're and you're benching Gobert. Yeah,
2: I'm getting rid of Gobert.
0: You, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You're cutting Gobert. Cutting him. Cut, he's not even in the equation. Hadley, exactly. who, who you going with, Hadley?
2: Yeah, this one's obvious for me. I'm. Um, Starting Jokic, yep. he's, he's clearly better than the other two. Right. Um, the other two is where it gets really tough because one is a really good post scorer and can stretch the floor. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the other one is just a pure defender that can rebound really well.
0: Right.
2: Both can rebound very well. So I'm going to take Vucevic.
0: Okay. I'm
2: going to bench him, and I'm going to cut Rudy Gobert. I saw Rudy Gobert put in the spin cycle multiple times. <laughs> So the defense isn't enough. He's getting cut.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna agree with you, Heavy. I'm gonna go Jokic. Uh, he can do it all. Uh, Vucevic. I would say Vucevic can do it all, but he's a little. He's on another level. He's, you know, if we're gonna break it down into tiers, I'd say he's a tier below Jokic. Right. Um. So he's he's like the B version of of Jokic. And then I'm gonna give. I'm gonna just cut Gobert. Um. You know, we'll just leave it at that. Um. Next three. Here we go. Pascal Siakam, Chris Middleton, Brandon Ingram. Hadley, you start it. Go ahead.
2: That's another tough one, man. Okay. Well, 2021 version. uh, We're going to take Brandon Ingram starting. Mm -hmm. Offers a ton scoring the ball. Um, Number two, this is where it gets tougher. I'm probably going to go Chris Middleton. Okay. Uh, Can light it up from three, underrated in the basket. Um, and plays phenomenal defense. So you could even argue him starting over right. Ingram. But I'm going to keep Ingram because of the scoring abilities.
0: Yeah,
2: He can take over a game. Um, I'm going to cut... Who, uh, who even was... Oh, Siakam. Yeah, I'm going Siakam. to cut Siakam.
0: Siakam. Siakam.
2: He just hasn't played up to par. Um, still a really good player, but just not not as close as the other two. Right
0: now. Hey, and if it was based on today, he's hurt. So, so you know if if, if Trouts were today, he gets the cut. Sporty, who are you going with here?
1: You know what? It's gonna be similar to Happy, but I'm gonna reverse the uh starting role here. I'm gonna start Chris Middleton. I just think he's an overall better player. Uh he uh dips into the different categories more than more than Ingram than in my prediction, okay. So I'm going to start Middleton, bench Ingram. I like think you guys said Siakam. He's hurt. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: Um, yeah, I, I had I had a real tough time picking this one uh, between. I mean, obviously we're cutting Siakam. We that's already been established. Um, Middleton, he, he he's an automatic three guy. Not saying that Ingram can't get you three. Um, I think Ingram's. Ability to play defense, I think that would put him over the top as far as him starting here. So I'm gonna go Brandon Ingram start. Uh, we're gonna need some points off the bench, and Middleton would bring a lot of those. We're gonna put Middleton at the bench. Siakam cut. See you next year. Um, we got a couple more sets here. Booker, Mitchell, Murray. Sporty, <laughs> sporty. We'll start with you.
2: These are tough. Uh,
1: Booker Mitchell and who?
0: Booker, Mitchell, and Jamal Murray.
1: Oh, gee, this is tough. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna say it right in order. Booker started. Okay, I'm gonna bench Mitchell, and I'm gonna get rid of uh, Murray.
0: Murray. Okay. All right. I like it. Nice and simple. Keep it where it was in order. Hadley, who, who you going with here?
2: Yeah, this one is tough, Kevin. This is by far the toughest one. Um, so, i got to go Spida. Yep. Uh, one of my favorite players in the league. Um, outside of Warriors players, it's probably in Luka Doncic comparing, uh, competing for that number one non-Warrior spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next two is where it gets real tough. I am gonna say Devin Booker is gonna is gonna get benched, and the only reason I'm cutting Jamal Murray is because he can be ice cold sometimes. Yeah. But the thing is, he can be ice cold in other ways too. Because watching him in those playoffs, the dude could take over a game like it was nothing. Exactly. So just for the aspect of I've seen him down a lot more than the other two, I'm gonna have to cut him.
0: Yeah, I'm going to agree exactly uh with you Hadley. Um Mitchell start Booker, bench. And the only reason why this was kind of um you know even kind of in contention for me. I mean Murray, you know, if 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 we're talking playoffs, give me give me Jamal Murray. It's like I'm starting him if this is playoff him like playoff Murray from last season. Like definitely he's That's- just – He's getting the start. That series
2: <laughs> between Mitchell and Murray was one of the most special things I've ever watched between two players. Yeah,
0: like if it's if it's that scenario, I'm taking Murray to start, and it's not even close. But for the fact that he can go cold, um, yeah, Mitchell Booker, and we're cutting Murray. I mean, that's I mean that's it's 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 a tough one to cut, but those are the rules. So, um, all right, next trio: Beal, Tatum. Butler. I know cuts would be all over this one just cuz of the Tatum Butler thing. But yeah. Um sporty who you going with?
1: Uh All right. I'm, I'm going to start uh I'm going to start Tatum. Ooh. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll bench uh Are we saying are we just saying Overall, or just this year? Yeah,
0: yeah, It, uh, it doesn't matter. You 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 could you could you voice your opinion and, and and you know make your pick and voice your opinion why you, why you did it.
1: Tatum, uh, like I said, he's he's an all around good player. I mean, he can score every time down the court. Right. Uh, I'm gonna bench. I'm gonna bench Beal. Uh, Butler. Uh, he's he's so so. You, you don't know what. What's gonna happen with him? Yep. The so, uh, Beal. The reason I'm gonna bench Beal. Um, he he just shoots. He's a three-point specimen. Mm-hmm. Uh. I'm like Tatum can get you threes. He can drive. He, he, Tatum's an all-around better athlete than Butler and Beal. So that and Butler, like I said, with, with Jimmy Butler, you don't you don't know with him. So exactly. those are my reasons why Tatum won, uh, Start starting Tatum. Okay. And two, uh, Bill, he'll be watching from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and then three, Butler,
2: trade See you. Bye bye. Happy. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm just a little different. Uh, I like Tatum starting as well. I'm not going to lie coming out of the draft. I said he's going to be a top 15 player of all time. Very bold. Still possible. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like him getting out of Boston, personally. Um, I'm going to switch it up, and I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. I know he's not going to offer you as much consistently scoring the ball, but defensively, he's much better than Beal. Yeah. Uh, He can be a triple-double on any night, which Beal cannot do. And I've seen Jimmy, you know, carry the Heat team that was horribly decimated and a win against the Lakers in the NBA Finals, the mm-hmm. biggest of all basketball stages, and dropped a 40-point triple-double. So, I mean, I think he can turn it on when he needs to. I think he's just a better overall player than Beal. That being said, I'm going to cut Beal, even though he is an electric scorer. He's just not the all-around player that both of the other two are.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to agree with Tatum. Got to start him. He's your go-to. A walking bucket not that the other two aren't um and it see, this is tough when I think when I think of a bench player um for me personally I think as somebody who you know if he if he's on the bench I'm hoping that he can you know kind of provide some spark um see, this is tough Beal would get you the points automatically Butler's going to get you the defense um I'm gonna take Beal just because he can put up a lot of points. I know uh, Butler provides, uh, you know, defensively, and then he can also, you know, dish out the assists and get boards. But you know what? If I need to turn my bench and I need points, Beal's gonna get it done. So I'll I'll bench Beal and cut Butler. All right, we got two more here. This one's gonna be the last two are kind of interesting because you got um, a younger trio, and then you have not that the, not that the next trio um not that the guys aren't young but so it's kind of like the the elite all-stars versus kind of like some some younger guys so we have zion Ja, and lamello adley we'll start with you
2: yeah i'm this is this is real tough i'm gonna take zion to start mm-hmm. Still will think he's went from little overrated to severely underrated in less than a year uh, one of the strongest players in the league can get to the cup and score at will. Then Ja, I'm going to go at number two. I think he has a higher ceiling than Zion. I'm not going to lie, but I don't think he's reached it yet. Mm-hmm. And then at number three, I'm going to go LaMelo. Uh, great player, obviously. We see that, but I just I, I don't think he's quite the player the other two are yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sporty?
1: You know what? This is the first time I'm going to agree with Hadley.
0: Oh, okay. It's a miracle, folks. Typically, when you hear the words, you know what, from Sporty, he's going in the complete opposite direction to make a (laughs) statement that could be a bold hammer. So I'm surprised that we heard a, you know what, we're going to agree with Hadley here. Um, Sporty, are you not sold on LaMelo yet?
1: No, he's not. I'm not sold on him yet. I mean, he could have potential. um, But uh, like I said, Williams Zion seven is one of his better year better years um, in terms of you know scoring points, mm-hmm. uh, rebounding the basketball. Um, I mean he's he's averaging tw- tw- uh, 20, 20 some points a game. Exactly, yeah. And he's he's averaging you know eight, eight rebounds a game, and uh, Morant. I, I know he got hurt, but. He's still having a really good year, and ball, or Bell.
0: No, it's I ball. It's I'm ball. Saying. It's not. We're not. We're not talking about Le'Veon Bell here. It's it's Lamelo Ball. You were right. You're right <laughs> hey, with ball. Hey, maybe
1: maybe Bell can play uh, basketball better than football. Who knows? <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I just I I would rather trust uh, I'd rather trust uh, Zion over. Uh, Oh, well,
0: so. Yeah. I mean, heck you got two. You got Morant with Rookie of the Year and then you have potentially LaMelo who's going to be the Rookie of the Year. So, uh I'm going to agree with you guys. I'm going to say Zion to start. jod um just because he's, you know, he's proven it. We've seen him throughout a year and he's continuing to be successful in year 2 minus his injury. Um and I'm going to cut LaMelo for now. Um he could just be having, you know, one of those those hot streaks or it could turn out to be you know something that lasts so I think we got to give Lamelo a whole year or two just like the other guys we'll give him a year and a half before we you know fully evaluate him so that's why I'm cutting him all right last one not saying that these guys not saying that one of these guys isn't you know young but his ability to score and do everything else puts him in a elite category so we have Steph Luca. James Harden.
2: All right, well, I'll take it first because it's the easiest one for me so far. Okay, go ahead. Um, we're starting the one of the best players that's ever touched a basketball, the best shooter to ever play the game, uh, the one that changed the game forever. Uh, his name Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, AKA Wardell Stephen Curry. We're taking <laughs> him all day. Um, we're gonna bench uh, Birthday Boy. Happy birthday, Luka Doncic. Uh, have your jersey. Love the way you play. You're one of my favorite players right now, and you are cold blooded. However, you're not Steph Curry. You have not changed the game, uh, and you're just starting. So you're not quite there yet. Then number three, we're gonna have James Harden. I, I think I still th- I'm gaining more respect for him every year um, because he is an he is an amazing player. Um, but he's changing the game for the bad. He's making it ref dependent, yep. and I don't like.
1: Yeah, I don't like that either.
2: So, so he's gonna get cut. Uh, He's, he really is a phenomenal player. He's not overrated, but he's getting cut.
0: All right, Sporty. You know
2: what?
1: You guys are going to be head-scratching again oh,
2: this one, Two in a row. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> he's agreeing twice in a row. Twice in a row. Hey. Twice in a row. You,
0: you know what? We'll make that. I'll, I'll agree for, for another one for me here. We'll, we'll make it the trifecta.
2: Well, I'll drive back then. anyone baby. is watching or listening to this podcast, I mean, go play the Powerball. It's
0: that kind <laughs> of day. <laughs> Steph, Donchick, Harden. You know what? I agree with Hadley. Uh, you know, Steph changed the game, uh, you know, from a three-point and shooting standpoint. Um, Donchick, he's, I mean, he's at 22. The, stu- the things that he's done at 22 and, and the impact that he's made, not saying, you know, he's had a huge impact from, from a game standpoint, but the fact, like, from an in-game standpoint, just the fact that he can kind of do it all, um, tr- you know.
2: As a EuroLeague player, too. Right. I mean, he's proven that these 16-year-olds that are winning MVP EuroLeague, you know, like, they're, they're studs. It's exactly. not Exactly,
0: exactly. So, like, you know, I don't think you'll get much of a reaction if somebody gets, you know, drafts somebody from Europe, as, you know, as he did, not even just a couple years ago, you know what I mean? So, um, I think he, he's... He's the bar setter for for European players um, nowadays, at least. I mean, there's plenty that tore it up uh, back in the day. Um, see, I I have Harden. I'm cutting him because I agree with you highly. I don't like the fact that he is a guy that's you know trying to get your man, trying to get the man up in the air and then he's leaning in and just chucking the ball up. I mean, I mean, I know he can score. You know, forty a game. I want
1: to, I want to say something. But about at the Harden,
0: same, all right. right. But at the same time, he's he's the guy that just, he, like you said, ref dependent. Um, and I'm just not about that. So go ahead, sporty.
1: I just want to agree, agree with you, Kev. How many times does Harden get like when he shoots a three pointer? How many times does he go in when he's shooting a three, and act and acts like the defender, you know, bumped him and he actually got found how many times
0: has that happened during a game
1: right and i way too many
0: see i think that rule needs to change for college and nba i think refs need to be i think refs have changed in a sense where it's like if the guy even gets touched they're blowing their whistle they need to get to the point now where it's like um, you need to 100% see contact from the defender you know leaning out towards the the shooter it can't be you know the defender jumps in the air and land straight down, kind of thing, and, and
1: that's what I, that's what I just like.
0: And, and, uh, and Gordon this,
1: leans in, and he gets, you know, a lot. Of, actually, a lot of times, the, the defender gets called for foul, and it's not a foul on the defender. Right.
2: It makes it makes me sick to my stomach. <laughs> As someone that likes shooting the basketball, when I play basketball, I do realize that even a small touch to the wrist can affect the shot. Right. It, re- it really can. But you're an NBA player. That shot should be so smooth that if there is a small little touch or, you know, they should definitely start to reduce calls on that. And if you see someone hopping in like like James Harden currently, like constantly does, you got to have discipline. And I could put together a 10-minute highlight reel of Steph Curry not getting foul. I mean, yeah, foul calls this year. Exactly. James Harden gets every single one.
0: Yeah. Hey, you know- And he
2: shoots a lot of free throws. Steph Curry does because he does get to the hole and stuff too. He's not just getting fouled on threes. Right. He Harden, never... just right. Harden does not get to the hole.
0: I mean, he he can, but he, it's not his first. Yeah, reps, he's, more, I mean? he's more
1: he's more ref dependent on them of, of the refs calling a foul and him going to the foul line.
0: Right. I mean, here's the thing: if you're going to call, you know, the defender for going up in the air and you know, fouling Harden, I guess we'll call it. Um, you you got to call Harden for. More from a from a push off standpoint when he, offensive. right when he's drive when he starts to drive and he you know crosses or steps back he gives he you know a lot of the times he he gives a forearm and he I, I mean obviously you yeah, know yeah. I I mean he does put his defender on skates I'll give him that but there are a lot of times where he does you know push off but um oh hey Hadley it made me think about this uh Trey Young you know models this game off Steph Curry from shooting threes heck he also models his Game off of James Harden and wanting to get fouls when he shoots his threes too. So, um
2: yeah. All right. <laughs> oh wait, no. But remember, Kev. When asked, Trey Young does not model his game after <laughs> Steph Curry. It's, it's Lebron and Kobe. Steph had nothing to do with his half court threes. Remember that, everyone.
0: Hey, he's he's modeling off of Jimmy debt. Okay.
2: Respect your elders, Trey. <laughs>
0: um. Alright, so we're gonna bring it bring it down a tier here to the to the college ranks, um, quickly at the end of uh, end of the pod here, fellas. Give me your first four, or give me your last four in, if uh, if the bracket were to come out today, and give me your first four out. Sporty, we'll start with you. Uh,
1: my first four in. Yeah, la- that last
0: last four in, last four in. Uh,
1: last four in.
0: Yeah, last four in.
1: I'll go with. Uh... North Carolina. Okay. Xavier. All right. Georgia Tech. Ooh. And Yukon.
0: UConn, Okay. All right. I I like the Georgia Tech pick. I'm I'm a little bit I'm interested to see what they do here in the in the next couple of games because that, that that could uh you know, really shake things up and that, and that would cause me to put them in a certain position in my bracket. Hadley, who do you got?
2: Yeah, this is a uh, this might be agreeable it might not we're going to find out. My last four in are going to be Michigan State. I know they just lost to Maryland but <laughs> Duke. I know they just lost to Louisville but um Indiana. Okay. And Colorado State.
0: All right. Who are your first four out?
2: My first four out are Georgia Tech, Minnesota, Richmond, and Xavier.
0: Ooh, okay. All right. Um we have a we have a common team between all of us here at Georgia Tech. So I'll I'll start with my uh, my last four in. I got Seton Hall, St. Louis, Boise State, and Yukon. Um if UConn, you, you know, if they hadn't beaten Marquette the way they did, i I'd, I'd have them as my first four out. Um, Seton Hall sitting there with a 13-10 record, but they've they play a lot of close games. And they they got, you know, some key wins under their belt, so that's why I have them in there. Um looking at my first four out. I'm gonna go Stanford, Indiana. Here's where Georgia Tech. That's where I have Georgia Tech, first four out. Um, thirteen and eight record. Just beat Syracuse. Um, it's really gonna, you know. Matter what they do here in their last couple of games and what they do in the ACC tournament, I'm gonna to say they need to get two wins in the ACC tournament to at least have a shot to make the the tournaments or the NCAA tournament. And then a team who I was riding the whole year and now they just have fallen apart, Minnesota Gophers. They are not playing good basketball whatsoever right now, um, and they're they're gonna need to win. You know, I'm gonna say that they're gonna to need to win two or three games in the Big Ten tournament to have a shot. So. Um real quick before we end the pod here, who is more likely to win the NCAA tournament as of right now, Gonzaga or Michigan? Wait, I
1: never, I never said my first four out.
0: Oh, you never said your first four out. Go ahead then. Sorry, Sporty. All
1: right, my first or the last four out.
0: First four out. First four <laughs> You're getting out, You're mixed sorry. up.
1: <laughs> first four out. Okay. I'm going to go with Mississippi.
0: Oh, okay. Yep, that is a good pick. I like that. I just
1: lost to the worst team and SEC Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with uh, another common opponent, the Gophers. Okay, they just lost to the Cornhuskers, which another worst team in the Big Ten. <laughs> uh, Indiana. they went on a skid, three game skid. I don't know what's up with their program. <laughs> their their coach could get uh, could could get fired, so we we shall see. And my last one is. Duke Blue Devils. Ooh, okay. They are very inconsistent.
0: Yeah, I see. I have if Michigan State, they, they could make it in, but they're gonna need to have a big win against. They're gonna have to. I think they're gonna have to beat Michigan at least once. Um, now definitely the the fact that they lost to Maryland today. Duke, um, the loss with Louisville definitely hurt. I mean, not saying they lost,
1: they lost. They to lost Miami too. Remember? Yeah, that. yeah.
0: I mean, not saying Louisville's a bad loss, but. Um, with the way they were playing, that kind of shut down their momentum. So it'll be interesting to see uh, if we can get, you know, two teams that are typically in the tournament back uh, into the tournament again this year. Um, real quick before we end here, now before we end, um, fellas, who do you who would you rather take here? If, if you had to place a bet, if you had to hammer this, and this isn't, you know, an, an absurd hammer, uh, who's more likely to win the NCAA tournament as of right now, Gonzaga or Michigan? Sporty.
1: I'll go with Big Blue. I, I just think they're playing with confidence. Um, I just think uh, they're playing with an attitude. Hey, no one's going to beat us until it happens. We're just going to keep playing hard, and playing as a team, and we're just going to keep winning.
0: All right, I, I like I like that answer. That, that was a clean cut answer right there. Hadley, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, am, I have never hammered something harder than Gonzaga winning instead of Michigan. Ooh. Uh, ever in my life, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, Gonzaga's a much better team. People are still falling for the Michigan trap. Uh, there'll be a second-round I- exit. Oh. Uh, Ohio State's shown early that they were a huge fluke. Uh, Go Sparty. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking Gonzaga. Absolutely, in this scenario, all
0: right, here we go. This is what breaks the tie. Um, Gonzaga is a team they struggle early on. I mean they play they kind of play down to their competition or maybe their competition plays up to them if if you want to look at it that way. Um, early on in the year i would I would have said Gonzaga with who they beat and how they beat them. But if I were to go based off of today, um I'm gonna go Michigan. They're a hot team. They're they're beaten. They're getting the wins. They just blew out Iowa. Um, again, they're they're a team that they make not the extra pass. They make two extra passes, and they are scoring at will right now. So go blue, uh, center. Dickinson Dickerson sporty Dickinson, a, Dickinson Dickinson. Dickinson yes. Yep, he is a stud. He bullied Luca Garza. Um, and he he can definitely get it done there um, in the paint. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go big blue here, and uh, we'll see. Come uh,
2: leads into uh, my next uh, hammer, my my uh, hammer. What's your Is hammer? Cool? Here? What's your hammer, buddy? So there's a big game on uh, Tuesday, March second. Everyone, yeah, Illinois and Michigan, buddy. <laughs> Illinois and Michigan. Take your hammer out. Fling it behind your back and absolutely slam it on the fighting lineup uh,
0: without AO.
2: I don't. I, I. I would hope he's back.
0: I would hope he's back too. I. I think he will be. But
2: I think that's too big of a game for him to sit. Uh, if he's out, that's a different question. But with him in the lineup, hammer that. They're going to be underdogs. You are going to make a lot of money off of me. Hey,
0: you're Your both teams are playing for a potential. Uh... One seed. One seed. Here. I mean I Great. think I think I think Michigan unless something you know bizarre happens here, I, I think Michigan
1: they'll win they'll win between five and ten at
0: home. I, I think they have a lock there for for a one seed. Um I mean something bizarre would have to happen here in the in their last couple games and then in the Big Ten tournament. But um so Hadley's taking the Illinois Sporting I will take Michigan in that game. So uh you know, again, take take what you want. Um, listen to who you want. But
1: uh I'll see you on the other side of the rainbow, Happy. We? <laughs> yeah, we'll see,
2: we'll see, 40. All
0: right, we'll be back uh next week. We'll send it to look at uh I think next week we got uh some conference we'll preview some uh some conference uh tournaments here and get ready for uh March Madness. So we'll be back next That's week. Good.